Do you remember when you like got drunk that night and you were just yes. texting me like aggressively about chocolate oh, yeah. buttercream frosting? I was like, I'm never eating anything else again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like saying the most. Re- yeah. I Yeah. I was in my bed. I remember I was just like, I was just vibing on some buttercream frosting, you know? Hello and welcome, everybody. It's been um, at least minimum 5,000 years since we've recorded. Minimum. So, yeah. Yeah. And welcome to the Red Wine Sisterhood. That's right. The podcast where we dive into all things sister. Let me do it. (laughs) I'm like, I want to say it. I'm so sorry. You say it every time. You're right. It's okay. I mean, you probably will say it most times. I was just feeling it tonight, you know? I love that for you. Yeah. Um, if you're a first time listener or a seasoned veteran, hey. <laughs> Literally stoked that you're here. Yeah, truly. Like couldn't be happier, honestly. And we wanted to tell you some really exciting news. We have an we email did. address. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what? what's our news? I don't remember what it is. Is there a podcast at the end of it? I don't know. <laughs> Um, we'll put it in the show notes uh, when we find yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, <laughs> and don't forget about our Instagram. <laughs> Sorry, I like forgot how to be a, a a public facing person. No, I love it. Yeah, you can always you know DM us, slide into those. No, oh, yeah, <laughs> no, slide on in. <laughs> Gross. Um, but seriously, one thing I do ask of any of you. Whether you know us personally or you don't know us, if you would rate and review the podcast, you know, that'd be just yes. like super cool because um, we don't have any reviews yet. And <laughs> we have two. We do? Yeah. Who are they? Uh, well, one is from Michaela and one is from Kelly. <laughs> oh, my God. I haven't even. Wow. OK, so thank you, Michaela. And thank you, Kelly, for your amazing review. Yeah. And yeah. if you want to be like those two amazing people, we'd love to hear your review. But only like positive five star reviews only, please. Thank you so much. Right. And like if you have something neg- if you have something negative to say, like just rate it five stars. Right. And, and then, then like say whatever you want. Of course. Like say like this is you the know? worst podcast I've ever listened to. Five stars. Yeah. Love but that. as long as you rate it five stars, like I don't give a shit. <laughs> so anyway, Rachel, what are you drinking tonight? So You're I'm getting weird already. So Yeah, right. So I'm drinking a King's Ridge is the name. And I got it at Whole Foods. It was like eleven ninety nine on sale. And it's just a Pinot Noir Wait. from the Willamette Valley. Can I see the bottle? Uh-huh. Oh, nope. That wasn't the bottle. But oh, no. Kings Ridge. That that's the Pinot Noir that we always order at Crafted. Oh, that's awesome. I love, oh, I that. love that. And I love that it's at Whole Foods. Like, I'm going to go buy it. I think it was like $11. Yeah, it was great. That's it's really amazing. good. I like it a lot. And I love that you've had it at Crafted. That's so special. Yeah, no, it's my, yeah, that's like my favorite thing to get there. I'm also drinking, I have like a favorite. I'm drinking a little Ballard Pino from uh, Wegmans. Oh, oh yeah. You have so a Wegmans. I had, like maybe when yeah. I'm in Richmond. I only, yeah, I only, yeah, let's go and let's buy six more bottles and split yeah them. it's so good and they have a white too that looks really good um their rosé is also really good wow is it oregon yeah, the rose was is delish. it i almost said <laughs> is it oregon yeah. oregonian or <laughs> whatever <laughs> yes it is oregonian mm. that makes me think of the word gregorian and then it just gets really weird cool 
Oh yeah, super cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know well, Gregorian anyway. chants? Yes, when when you say like hey, yeah. No. no. <laughs> Yeah, isn't it like monkey, but like not monkey, like yeah, monk vibes? It's not from monkey. the television show <laughs> Monk. <laughs> Sorry. Oh wow, we're really weaving a lot of monks, a lot of monkeys in here. <laughs> we are, yes, <laughs> yes, it is. Wow, how insulting to to mon to like monasteries across the world. Anyway, we are <laughs> back. Like I said, it's been a while. Rachel and I have been super busy. <laughs> She's laughing right now. I'm just going to keep on rolling. I also stop. just want to say for the listeners right Ooh. now. No, no, no. I want to tell the listeners about your outfit because I'm obsessed. <laughs> she is wearing like a literally a tie dye sweatshirt from a pajama set with a turtleneck underneath. I mean, so yeah, like, it's my podcast. Fit. It's a great look. Thank you. It's great. It reminded me of mom and um, at and least yes. it's not the blue vest, but it's it's like a younger Your version. Your turtlenecks are also like, I mean, you have like longer ones, but you go for more of like a mock neck situation where mom went for like the full, like, like up to once her. folded down, right. like up to her chin yes. turtleneck, which is like it's aggressive. another vibe. It, it's another vibe. That's true. Yeah. Sorry. We can we can go on. Like I was just that monk thing. Just it destroyed me. Sorry. That was so funny. I'm, apologies i'm that's what i'm here for that's what i'm here for no i was just i was just wanting to say we're back after a while we've been on vacation we've been working we did a few episodes with some friends and family when we like friends and family that's such a weird thing to say just family basically but now our lives are opening up again to watch tv and to watch sister movies yes and we're back with a great one today that I think really flies under the radar. Me too. Um, or maybe it didn't at the time, but I think it certainly does now. Like, I don't think people really know about it. Anyway, mm -hmm. uh, it's Cameron Diaz and Tony Collette in In Her Shoes. And it's, I think, one of, like, the best sister movies as far as, like, their sisterhood. Me too. That we might ever talk about, at least I, up until this point. I completely agree. It's so moving yeah it's so good because yeah. it's really focused like on their sisterhood uh i right. didn't know it was a book i didn't either yeah i really I never like paid attention to that before i know i think it'd be probably a great book yeah i'd love to read it mm -hmm. we should have a little book club like a very oh, casual wow. book club <laughs> very I mean, casual first up percy jackson <laughs> right percy jackson and bridgerton and then in her right. shoes yeah and then that the yeah. natural progression Oh man. Yeah. Well, I'm so excited to talk about this movie. Um, you yeah. know, I've seen it a million times Same. and I still cry every single time and it's just, it's so good and so beautiful and I love it. So I can't wait to talk about yep. it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's dive on in. I was like looking at the synopsis that I like found online, but again, it was just like in like paragraph form and it just wasn't really like in order so yes. i just kind of made my own uh, um queen. so it opens so again we have cameron diaz who plays maggie and we have tony Collette, tony collette who plays rose so that's always just like good oh yeah context and then like shirley mcqueen's gonna come in and like steal the show so yeah we open up with maggie just we immediately see that she's like definitely the crazy sister she's like living this like crazy life she's at her high school reunion she's like getting drunk in the bathroom meanwhile it's like flashing back to rose 
you can tell, like, lives a very modest, like, corporate life, kind of, like, boring, blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> Meg flashes back to Maggie, and she's literally, like, puking in the bathroom, like, while hooking up with someone. It's, like, not great. Really, like, out, starting out with a bang. Oh, my know? God. It's so intense. Also, like, I know Cameron Diaz is, like, super drunk, but she's so hot. Can we just I, have a- Her fashion and just... Body... I, her body she's so fucking ripped like i know she's so ripped i know it's unreal it's like crazy i love her so anyway so much you see um she's like clearly not thriving like i said she pukes during the bat in the bathroom her like hookup guys like okay like we're done doing this and they like <laughs> leave. and then it flashes to her to rose who gives like a very like melancholy monologue about her life and she's like laying in bed next to someone basically saying like this never happens to me my life sucks mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. and she she would i just love how she wants to take a photo for like proof oh my god and it's like a flat it's literally like a flashed photo so funny <laughs> with like the shutter sound i was like dying so funny anyway then the hookup calls and rose goes to pick maggie up which is like the first like sister thing that you see and i love this she shows up she walks in. She walks into this, like I guess, like a hotel lobby or something. Mm-hmm. And she can't find Maggie, but she sees like shoes propped up on a table from over a couch, and it's like again, sister from the beginning. And she just goes, "Those are my shoes." It's my I'm favorite. Like, I'm like, sorry. What a, what a perfect thing to say. I just yeah, it's just truly, truly perfection. It's so good. So good. So they head home. Things are like tense, but obviously you can tell Rose is like very much in this caretaker role. She just always has been. Um, She initially tries to take Maggie to their dad's house, dad and stepmom. Um, Oh my gosh. Marcel. No, it's what's her name? Her name is Sidel. 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 And her daughter's name is Marsha. My Marsha. My Marsha. My (laughs) Marsha. So... She's staying there. She's trying to unlock the door. She like can't. And like evil stepmom Sidel comes down the stairs and like she's they get in a huge awful. fight. She's truly awful, but also like Maggie's a fucking disaster and clearly is yes. like not in a good place. Not someone that they need to be like. Right. Uh, I don't know what the, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but like just bad situation all around. Totally. Can't say I blame them, but Sidel fucking sucks. No, she's horrible. So they kick her out and Rose takes her back to her apartment with her. Mind you, like that guy is still in Rose's bed. Like, oh, oh. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Rose, like, I don't know. It's just so apparent that Rose just wants the best for Maggie, but is just feeling like very discouraged. I so know. they get back to the apartment. Rose fixes up the bed, blah, blah, blah. And like Maggie just is settling in and drunk and kind of falling asleep. And she just says, like, remember Honey Bun, which comes up later. And it's just... Honey bun. I don't know. There's just sister shit all over the place in this movie. Like, and at I every, fucking love it. At every turn. It's just very real. Like, it's not cheesy stuff. No. Like, it's all just, it just feels very authentic. I wonder I if agree. Cameron Diaz and Tony Collette have sisters. I thought you were going to say, I wonder if they're sisters. <laughs> like, I was plot like, twist. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. So funny. So then it's the next morning and like the dude wakes up and meets Maggie Jim. and th- Jim. Yeah. I literally did not learn his name till like the, my last page of notes. I mean, and I just, he, I keep calling him the cares. hookup. <laughs> I know. He's like, I love so that. Funny. Yeah. They leave for work. 
Matt, you just immediately, Maggie's just immediately being a piece of shit. She stole money from him. She's like scrounging around Rose's apartment looking for money. Rose has left notes all over the place, obviously knowing that this is her behavior. That's like, don't go yep. in here. Don't touch this. Like, not this. Definitely not this. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, haha, funny for comedy. But like, obviously, there's some like, I don't know. Maggie's there's got some lack real fucking of, problems. Well, there's like a lack of trust, but there's also like, enabling because like you love your sister and like you know rose is the one with like the job and the education and like she's a lawyer so she has all this stuff and like maggie's like a disaster so it's easy to like i don't know it's yeah i the other thing i really like about this movie is i see both sides the whole time like literally the whole time i see both sides and i love that honestly Mm mm-hmm No, I know. I don't think even though like one is playing, you know, better or worse the whole time, like neither of them are ever wrong. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah, I completely agree. Just like how amazing that they achieved that. It's just incredible. There is one thing that's wrong. We'll get to that. There's only one thing, though, that I'm definitely on Rose's side about, but we'll get to it. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. So then there's a scene where Rose is just chatting with her best friend about everything and telling her about the guy and then about Maggie. AKA and it's just what, like, what was her name? Who from is Grey's that? Anatomy? Oh um, my fucking God. Thank you. That's, um, Hart? Dr. Han. Dr. Han. Dr. Han. I could yeah. not put my, cause she's comp- so different in that movie or in that movie and that show. Um, I thought she was the like, same visually. character. Oh, no, okay, her visually. hair, her like visually, like I couldn't, I can't yes. match those two people when one totally. is like a scrub cap all the time. Totally, totally. Sorry. No, I totally gotcha. It's just very clear that like Maggie has been causing Rose a lot of damage for a lot of time. This is nothing that is news to her friend and yeah. her friend has like, I mean, her friend kind of takes the role that I take with my friends when they're dealing with shit for way too fucking long. And I'm like, you don't owe them anything. But they're sisters. Mm. It's different. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. Again, I see both sides of this, too, because she just... Do you know her name? Who? I don't know what her name is. The friend. No. It, it's Dr. Han. Yeah. Doc, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, right. Dr. Han obviously just wants the best for Rose. Rose wants the best for Maggie. Maggie wants the best for herself. So there we are. Yeah. So while Maggie's at home, she is literally going in for ice cream for like breakfast. So like, respect. okay, okay, okay. Her pouring the milk. I can't in the carton. It made me want to die. Matt and I gagged like on the spot. Like, I was like, <laughs> it was awful. It's, it was truly awful. Um, anybody listening out there? Uh, do you know anyone who does this? Do you do this? Um, it yeah, really right. upset me. Send us an email. <laughs> Like, is that It'll just like a notes. really, oh yeah, send us an email of the email we don't know. Um, is that right. just like a cheap way to make a milkshake? I, that's so, I'm thinking that's like the thought process, oh. but it's disgusting. It's, you know what's good in ice cream though? Peanut butter? Buttercream frosting. Oh, oh there she is. <laughs> there she goes. I was just talking to somebody. Oh, when I was in Asheville, I was telling Valerie and Alex all about my obsession with buttercream and frosting and how I went through like a moment in the pandemic. Yeah. I was like you eating were... it out of bowls. Do you remember when you like got drunk that night and you were just yes. texting me like aggressively about chocolate oh, yeah. buttercream frosting? I was like, I'm never eating anything else again. Yeah. <laughs> 
like saying the most re- yeah i yeah i was in my bed i remember i was just like <laughs> i was just vibing on some buttercream frosting you know dude it's good i might make, maybe i'll make some this weekend just like for fun oh my maybe god i'll make a cake this weekend i'm like i've been in a place where i've been really been craving like grocery store cake you know mm. like cupcakes mm-hmm. just from like kroger I got yeah. some little mini St. Patty's Day ones the other day. They're mm-hmm. like half vanilla, half chocolate, and they were just too easy to eat. That sounds so good. I think you should absolutely anyway. make that. I think you should also make the chocolate buttercream frosting um, when I'm in Richmond, and you should just give it to me. Just make a batch for you. Remember when I brought you a tub of buttercream frosting? <laughs> yeah, I do. I don't remember the occasion, but I do remember that. I don't know. I just, I think you were like having a bad week and I just like brought it to you. Yeah. That's very nice. Anyway. Um, so yeah, she's pouring fucking milk and ice cream and you see that Rose has yeah. put like a jo- the job listings from the newspaper in the freezer with like some things circled on there. And Maggie ignores all of the ones that Rose has suggested because she sees that there are MTV interview or MTV auditions happening in mm. uh, New York and she wants to do that. Yep. And honestly, like when she first gets there, it seems like it's going pretty well. She has like the looks and the personality, like her first audition. She's super confident. She like calls Rose and Rose like gets pissed and like knocks her down and whatever. And anyway, you see her going for the second audition and you we learn that she really has trouble reading. Either she yeah. just never really learned, has dyslexia. Like it's never really discussed like why. But right. It's hard. They have her read the teleprompter and it's like it's really oh. sad. You just see like it, what I see too. She has so much confidence and then she plays it so well because she gets put in front of words. And like, as a teacher, I've seen this like a million times and like your confidence just goes out the window and yeah, re- reading out loud is such a vulnerable thing. There's totally. actually studies that like you read like two grade levels below what you right, actually read out when you read before. out loud. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's really fascinating. I mean, my biggest thing sometimes with parents, they're talking about their kid not wanting to read out loud. And I'm like, well, when's the last time you read out loud? Like, it's it's not like... That's a really, it, really good call. It takes a lot of guts and confidence. And I just, I like... I That scene breaks my heart, but it's played so mm-hmm. perfectly. Oh my God, yeah. That whole storyline in this movie is just... The, um, I can't. It's incredible. Um, so the next scene is Rose in the mor- Rose and Maggie in the morning. They're like hanging out, watching whatever. And Rose is like helping her build a resume and asking her all these questions. And you just see that she's just had like a super unpredictable and like unstable job history. Yeah. She's just like never been able to keep anything, whether it's for like attendance or behavior or, you know, whatever. Obviously also clearly a place where she's lacking a lot of confidence because. Yeah. And she would just like, it seems like she's just reached the space where she's like, I'd just rather not work. And I was thinking about this. Like I was, can you imagine being that age and like mooching everything off of everyone? Like no. not having, like she's not homeless, I guess. Cause she always finds a place to be, but yeah, she's crazy. Truly crazy. Totally. So anyway, I don't know why I wrote that truly no one's feet look better in heels than Cameron Diaz. Oh, because Cameron, uh, because Maggie, like while they're doing that, she like wants to go like make Rose up and get ready Mm -hmm. and get all dolled up and go out. And so they go and have like a little fashion show moment and they put fun shoes on because 
Rose has like this wall of like absolutely incredible shoes. And they just have this sweet moment where Maggie's asking her about it. And she was like, well, like shoes always fit is what she says. She's like, clothes always. She's like, clothes don't make me look good. Food makes me fatter. Shoes always fit. I love that. That's such a yeah, heartbreaking. But like, I get it. No, totally. It's so good. So um, let's talk about when they go to the bar, because the dude that comes over, he literally says, how would you ladies like to join us for something wet? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I I wrote that down. Like, I I'm sorry. If anyone ever said that to me, (laughs) that's the grossest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Like, I'm I cannot I cannot same. But after I that, they appalled. like, yeah, disgusting. Um, after that, there's this like another great scene, all great scenes. So after the bar, they go to this diner and they're having this like great sister moment. They're bonding. They're making fun of their stepmom. They're like laughing, carefree. It's like a very normal moment. Yeah. There's not it's so great the life baggage. And then the waitress comes over and Rose, I mean, very casually didn't call anyone out but subtly just to the waitress goes are you hiring and it just like totally i mean it just can't or maggie just blows up she just like can't she's like why would you do that why would you ruin the moment and like i get that it's kind of shitty it sucks it totally sucks but you know what it reminded me of (laughs) (laughs) sorry to bring this up it reminded me when we were in portland and you were so hungry and i told the bartender that you had low (laughs) blood sugar and you needed bread and I thought you were going to murder me. I literally <laughs> thought you were going to like throw me in front of a bus. And yep. I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. But that moment reminded me of that because it's like, it yeah. puts the spotlight on you in like a weird way right. that you don't want. Right. And it's like, uh, you know what I All mean? with best anyway. intentions, but yeah, totally. Right. <laughs> so yeah, they go from laughing to fighting in like truly one second. Oh, classic. Um, Very normal. Very real. Very relatable. (laughs) Sorry. I'm just you pouring that wine is making me think of in the last episode of and that's why we drank like one of them was telling a story and Christine was (laughs) in this like really intense moment. She was refilling her wine glass from a bag from a boxed wine. So it was that sound and I could just like hear it in the background. Maybe a lot. Sorry. So good. So um, earlier in the movie, when Rose is at work, she's asked to go from the hookup to on this business trip to Chicago. And it's like she wouldn't have gone otherwise. She wouldn't have been asked to go otherwise. It was definitely like a thing he asked her to do because like of their situation. Exactly. But on the day that they're like leaving, she's walking out the door. You see, she does like a little extra like mirror check to like fix her hair. And... He sends someone else. He sends this guy named Simon and Rose is like immediately very so mad. sad and upset. So pissed. She's just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, the entire time she's there, she just, I mean, besides work, she's just like laying in the hotel room. Simon tries to take her to dinner and she's like, no, thank you. I know. She's so mean to him. <laughs> she's like, absolutely not. So while Rose is gone, Maggie's like determined to find a job. There's the scene. She's like walking the streets. Uh, she breaks her one scarf. Of, oof. She, her scarf moments are amazing. She's yes, wearing this are. great heel, breaks a heel. Obviously, they're roses. Changes into her Uggs. Another like classic look classic. of the times. Uh, I know. I miss Uggs. So comfy. I kind of do too. Except I did read, unfortunately, um, 
how inhumane they yeah, are. Yeah, and it's like company. the concept of Uggs. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. So I, yeah. I would get vegan Uggs or yeah, like same. some sort of like vegan boot adjacent yes. thing. So she gets a job at this like dog grooming and boarding shop with like some little boo boos and they're very little cute. babies. They're very sweet. And immediately she learns about anal expression, which just <laughs> made me laugh. So <laughs> speaking of anal expression. Oh, I miss him so much. Gobi wants to play. I go outside for two seconds. Then I come back in and we're not playing that yeah. game right now. No. Not doing that. I miss him. I miss him so much. He misses you too. <laughs> so then Maggie goes over and she's like cleaning out all of her stuff from her dad's house. And once again, she's scrounging around for money, for money. and whatever she mm-hmm. can find. But she comes across this stack of old birthday cards from her grandmother that she was never given that she didn't know about. And I'm just loving the sisterhood too. little. Oh, my God. Had the same moment. thought. I was like, whoa. Like, what a collab. Yes. Um, so, so she sees them and is like, kind of what the fuck? She keeps them just kind of like, you know, yeah. puts a pin in that. So her first days of work are like rough. She yeah. gives a bath to this dog and it like this makes gave me sad. This like poor so much dog. anxiety. I, I was know. like, whoa. Poor little thing. I know. And, and what the good I've thing read is about that our like, dogs, our dogs would never even allow that to even come close to happening because they're way too big. Absolutely. Yeah, it would be like a, not a non-starter. No, so, they are not. No. But when she leaves, like Cherry on top, she realized her car was towed and she runs into Eddie from the OC on the street. Oh my God, thank you. Because I was thinking he was somebody in Sex in the City and I couldn't no, remember. Eddie. Oh, now I know. Um, oh my God. I actually, to be honest, I have to fast forward through this part. It's awful. It, just, it really gets to me. Like I can't. No, like it's, I, I just, get it. I, yeah. I can't do it. So, like, super long story short, they, like, he knows where the car was towed, but then he's like, let's go get some drinks, which I don't know, I know why she which, said yes. It was so I weird. Know. So weird. And on their way out, she's or on their way on on their way out there to, like, the impound lot or whatever. She's clearly super uncomfortable. They get out of the car. She just wants to leave. And he just, like, is being really pushy and gross and, like, like pushes her against a car for some mm-hmm. fucking, like, no reason he's not being like aggressive like verbally he just like i just don't the scene is weird like it's uncomfortable but like his actions are just odd anyway anyway she just like dips out she doesn't pay for the car she's just like fuck this and she just leaves which like honestly don't blame her i would be like get me the fuck out of here same rose comes home for her trip obviously like bummed after like a shitty trip she's like there's no reason for me to be there it was like super dumb she comes home in her apartment as a fucking wreck maggie is also like a wreck obviously she had a terrible night like i get it but she also like has the dog with her (laughs) oh my god well and this too like i i completely understand where rose is coming from because she's done yes but in this Total moment, taking she's, advantage. So, she's so dismissive, like breaks my heart because we know, know what Maggie's been through. Right. And it's like she this time know. Maggie actually needs something like usually yes. it's nothing. This time it's something. Totally. Just some classic boy who cried wolf, you know. I was just thinking about that, but maybe a boy who cried honey bun too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <So> sweet. <laughs> 
Um, so she leaves or Rose like tries to leave and finds a boot on her car and is oh like my God. super fucking pissed, comes in, screams at Maggie, totally like tells her she by the time she comes back that she and the dog need to be gone. So while Maggie is there and Rose has like gone off to like do whatever, like work or whatever. The hookup dude comes over to try to apologize, and Maggie's there. She's, like, supposed to be, like, packing up, but obviously she's walking around in her underwear drinking wine instead. I mean, like, same. So, yeah, Rose's dude comes over, the hookup, mm. Mm. Um, to apologize. Rose isn't there. Rose isn't there, excuse me. Maggie just, like, leaves a very, like, open invitation into the house. She's, Basically, she's... Totally... She's so she's asking for it. Looking hot. She's totally asking for it. She's pissed at Rose, obviously. Yeah. And she knows what she can do to men, which is just, I don't know. It's so fucked up. So, yeah. Rose comes home. She opens the door, sees the dog is there, immediately like mm. rolls her eyes, is looking around and like walks into the bedroom and sees them in bed together. And like, is this, I... is this the unforgivable one? It yeah, is. This agreed. is the part. But you know what? Every agreed. great redemption story needs a rock bottom. And this is perfect yeah. because this is like basically the lowest or like the deepest cut she could have made. Yep. If you think about it, it's like yep. Maggie knows she's hot shit. She knows she's like hotter than her sister. She knows she can get any guy she wants. And how is she going to get back at her? Like exactly yep. like this. And like, so it makes sense in my mind why it happened. Oh, 100%. Oh my God. But yeah, this is the one where I'm like, I'm definitely on Rose's side in this argument. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So this causes like a huge fight, but oh my God. there's another great sister moment in this scene. Ugh. Rose is like lashing in on Maggie again, like for totally like valid reason. Like, but starts calling her stupid starts like talking about how she can't read which sucks totally but, like again like i get it and then there's this great part where maggie just comes back at her and calls her a fat pig and rose just starts laughing and she was like that's the best you can do is you're gonna sit there and call me a fat fucking pig right now it's just like it's well, just like, amazing you're my sister like do better yeah yeah like, you can hurt me like it's almost like right care more like give me more yes. of an insult yeah it's so yes. good it's so good and then she's just like get the fuck out she's like get the oh, fuck I know. out she like runs at her it's so scary but yeah. like i get that yeah. that rage and that like just being so fed up you know what i was thinking because we were talking about homelessness like a few minutes ago like mm -hmm. i think this is probably how people do become homeless because you're mm -hmm. like literally like i'm at the end of my rope like whether it's addiction mm -hmm. or the smooching thing or just that kind of stuff like I don't know. I just think that like, you know, you go through people that'll take you in and if you don't get your shit together yeah. at some point that that's going to run out, you know? Yeah. It's so I'm intense. With you. So, um, they leave Maggie and the dude leaves or Maggie leaves. And the next scene is them in a car at the train station. And he's just like, is there anything else I can do? And Maggie's like, I guess the going rate is $200. what she said. Oh, so I know. She, I loved that part. She's yeah. so broken. So she goes in there. She buys a train ticket as she's sitting there. She's like looking at the board, remembers the birthday cards and decides that she's going to head to Florida. So that's going to be yeah. her like start. So that's this is definitely like the turning point in the movie. Totally. So she arrives in Florida. We meet Grandma Shirley McLean um, named Ella, Ella who's Obsessed. fucking fabulous. She's feisty, fabulous. 
she she's is, the best she's besties with this fucking firecracker and who do you know who that actor i know that actress i don't know her name though oh she's definitely been in stuff she's so yeah. funny she's I love so her. hilarious anyway so they get together they're like it's just like your first time meeting her kind of getting a taste of their personalities they're just like kind of running shit at this like retirement community so good. And they go shopping and they run into their male friend named Lewis um, oh at the God, grocery store. Him. They start talking about laundry. They just, they're going to kind of become a threesome and not that kind of threesome, but like, you know what I mean? So, uh, so a triple team, if you will. Oh my God. Um, wow. <laughs> and it's so cute. They like meet up in the laundry aisle and he like asks them if they'll like all, they can like help him with his laundry. And it's like so fucking cute. I love it. Then we go back to Philly. We're back with Rose. She still has this dog because she just kicked Maggie out so fast. She just didn't deal with the dog. She's walking it and she runs into these people on the street who know the dog. And I guess they know the dog's owners. And I guess the owners are gone for like a month or whatever. And this dog's been boarded for months, which truly breaks Um, my heart. Truly hate that. Hate that. But I guess that's like normal for some people. I don't know. So while she's doing this, she like just kind of says to play it cool. Like instead of saying my sister stole this dog, she's like, oh, no, I walk dog. She just kind of tells this white lie. But it sparks this idea in her head that like she's unhappy with her job. She just got screwed over by this partner at her firm. Doesn't want to see him every day. Like, I just think like the fight with Maggie, like all these things, she's just like ready to feel good. Yes, she is. So, you know, so she just has this idea. She's like, maybe I could do this. So she figures out what the boarding place is, goes to talk to the owner. This It's the same boarding place where Maggie worked, which is funny. She, like, makes a comment about it. It's, like, a funny little moment. But, um, and she asks if, like, instead of a reward, can you just refer me to your clients? And she just, like, that's when she, like, yeah. decides she's going to quit her job. She's going to just start walking dogs and, like, hanging and vibing. <laughs> and, like, I'm in. My dream Although the thought job. of walking five dogs at a time. Uh-uh. That does stress me out. I just love her dog walking journey. I also me love too. the golden the golden sugar face, little baby. You see? Yeah, oh Matt and I could not. We were like freaking out last oh my night. My gosh, I want the movie to be about him or her. Love it. <laughs> Do you guys feel like he was a him? He looked like a boy. He looked like a boy, but I didn't want to be like, you know, yeah, boy exclusive boy. or, you know, yeah, big oh, boy. <laughs> Ellie went back on her green bean diet today. I'm She's so proud of her. How's it going? going? Does she like it? She does. Yeah, I warmed them up a little bit. And so she actually like eats all of her food at one time. <gasps> so proud. And tell her that her auntie's very proud. I will tell her. You're going to see her so soon. I know. I can't wait. Okay, so we're back in Florida. Maggie arrives. And she calls Ella like totally out of the blue and she's just like Ella answers and she goes, did you have a daughter named Caroline? And um, Ella goes to pick her up like grandmas do, you know, and and grandma and Ella is just being like joyful, like really precious. She's just like happy she's here. But like, you know, obviously there's a lot of unanswered questions, but. I just love how she acts with love first and asks the questions second. Yeah, here. it's such a great think, grandmother aesthetic. Because I think with like the, obviously it's not the same types of struggles that their mom dealt with, which we learn about in a little bit. But I think she sees a lot of the same like turmoil, internal struggle, mm-hmm. probably mm-hmm. right off the bat with this like broken yeah. girl that she picks up off of a bench who obviously can't, like she's calling for a free ride to her grandmother's house for like 
You know what I mean? She can see through her saying, I'm just here on vacation. Totally. She's not dumb. Anyway, they get back there. I love like, I guess like introduced. I don't remember if she introduces her to her friend yet or just like is telling her about them. But like just pressing questions about the granddaughters and the daughter that she's never heard about because Ella has said, like, I don't have children. That's what she said. I don't have children. And she cryptically says she's that. She's like, I said, I don't have children. Not that I didn't have them. And she cryptically says that she had mental health problems and that her daughter had died in a car accident. So that's kind of the first we learned about mom other than she um, had passed when they were super young. Things are pretty awkward with them at first, honestly. Like, but also Maggie's giving them Maggie's giving her like absolutely nothing to work with. And it's also like pretty guarded like mm-hmm. i don't know she you know can't blame her for really anything i guess after all of the stuff she's been through with other family stuff but it's like she's just yeah she's very guarded and she maggie tells ella that she never gave she never got the birthday cards and like she had no idea ella existed and ella didn't know that and so again it's like very sister to, of this very sister too i think it's so interesting when maggie first gets the letters, finds the letters because she's looking for money at the time. Right. And so when she's looking at the letters, money starts falling out. But for the first time you see that she doesn't really care Mm -hmm. about that. And I feel like she's approaching being with her grandmother in the same way. Yeah. She's still going to kind of be kind of a dick, but she knows that this is like meaningful and I could tell that she, yes, she technically has nowhere else to go, but she also doesn't want to ruin this relationship because I think she knows that like something is there. And yeah, I think it's, it's it's not just all she has, like that is true, but it's all it's more that like, yeah, there's potential there that can both feel that and they need to like find their way there and not force it. Uh basically so, you know, I think it's so cool how both sisters are like branching off and like they're not talking, which is sad, but they're like kind of refinding themselves in ways. And like Rose, especially, she's like out of this law firm. She's walking dogs, having the best time. And she runs into Simon. Right. Which is great because he's such, I love this actor. He's such a doll. He's so great. He's so precious. Yeah. And she's so uninterested, which is so funny because she's it's just hilarious. Like, she's like, ew. But he like makes her go to lunch with him and like mm-hmm. i love that his love language is food like that's just oh. i mean i would like literally fall in love with him when he orders it's like it's just like it's so hot and then that like sexual monologue of what they would order at that restaurant oh my god i was like drooling and i don't want any of that i hate foie gras i don't want pigeon no i but i no not at all but i want just someone to speak that like smoothly and softly about food to me like oh my god same and I just love that like she is completely herself around him because he's just so interested in her and she doesn't like I don't know this is kind of how like I fell in love with my husband too like we were friends first and he just knew who I was so I never felt like I had to be anybody else and I can just feel like that's how it is it's so cool and I one thing I thought was funny though um I said, I thought, I love how sushi was probably edgy at this time, but it's like so normal now. Like he was like being like, so like, Ooh, like we're going to get the maki and the blah, blah. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Like (laughs) anyway. And I just love that he, 
he's sort of like a nerdy looking guy. I mean, I think he's so handsome. He's sort of like, he has that like glasses, that, that kind of look, but like, he's so confident and he's like, yeah, we're gonna, this is what we're doing. It's like, it's really and sexy. you haven't seen that. He didn't have no. that in the work setting. So yeah, to connect the dots, I think I mentioned his name earlier, but this is like the dude she went on the work trip with. Yes. So Simon. for anyone who, I don't know why anyone would listen to this if they haven't seen the movie, but like, if you I mean, are maybe. like, thank you, I guess. <laughs> Another thing that happens around this time, I think it might be a little bit before, but it just comes back around later in like a great way. Um, She's walking the dogs and she is right by like the Rocky stairs. Yeah. And she like tries to go up and can't yet. She makes it up like a flight and she's just, you know, you can tell she's like, that's a goal she's setting for herself since now she's active. She's like doing the thing. She's always like her like, uh, self-confidence and self-image issues haven't been like a central place here but they've definitely been like so you can tell it's like a thing so anyway I just like wanted to mention that because I love that little no it's and thing. it's important later too yeah these little micro storylines all come together in like a such an awesome way in this movie so like while Rose is like being you know wooed or courted by Simon yes Maggie's just like getting to know the cute little community down in Florida it's so it's so cute it's so cute it's so cute yeah she learns a little bit more history about her mom she learns a little bit more about like ella and her dad and like kind of what the situation was there's a lot of resentment yeah that you see that you can feel it's like very palpable (laughs) yeah it's like it's strong it's very strong and then like there's this great scene where she's walking with her friend um, mm. the little firecracker. Um, I wish I, I knew her. her name. Mrs. Something. She's so um, great. It's like a classic Jewish yeah, old she's lady a, last name. She's so cute. But she finally, like, you learn what happened to Caroline. You learn it wasn't an accident, which, like, we knew it wasn't an accident. She had received a letter after the funeral from her daughter that she had mailed yeah. before this, you know, quote unquote accident that just said, please take care of my girls. And you can tell that's a whole other layer because she feels like she hasn't. She hasn't because she wasn't able to because she wasn't able to. Right. And that's what her friend says. Her friend's like, literally, like, you were not able to. Like, this is not your fault. Yeah. We also learn in this conversation that, like, she she and their dad just had very different approaches on how to help Caroline. Neither wrong nor right. Both with her best interest at heart i think like coming from the same place but like just really hard and well and like a mother versus a husband like you both really know the person really well but in like completely different ways so like i always think of like the mother wants to keep the daughter safe so that's why she wanted her to be medicated Medicated. and safe and the husband wants her to be happy so she didn't want her to be medicated it's like that's you're just never gonna win that's it yep at that you know so oh yep um, go I'm check your go. bee bread. I'm going to go put it on a little plate. Hold on. Okay. So I ordered um, a Skims bralette. It just got delivered. That's so I'll exciting. Let you know it, I'll let you know how it is. I'm excited. Yeah, I really need new bralette thingies. I need like all new bras. I just... Ugh. Anyway, we flash back to Philly and Simon Rose. Simon and Rose are on another date. It's very cute. Mm-hmm. They're at this awesome little Jamaican restaurant. Oh, yeah. Um, so cute. And just Rose starts talking about how much happier she is now that she's not yeah. 
working at the firm and it's It's just really great like she just is really doing exactly what she needs to be doing she's I just feel like she's living for herself for the first time and she's truly happy for the first time yeah yeah I feel like there's an important balance when you're in a close sisterhood theirs is obviously very imbalanced but when you're in a close sisterhood of taking care of your sister but also taking care of yourself and she's never had that balance in check she's never been able to and now of course she's forced to because she literally doesn't know where maggie is but obviously like extreme circumstances but you know anyway yeah so back in florida maggie is like you know she's been pretty chill so far but she just kind of is can't she comes home one day and sees Ella or doesn't see Ella first. She thinks she's not home. Right. And she kind of goes snooping again to just kind of check it out. She gets yeah. distracted in this drawer, though, by this picture of her mom, this framed photo mm-hmm. of her mom. And it's very, it's very sweet and very sad. And then Ella's there in the background and sees her. And it's just like. She's just like, how much money were you hoping to find is what she says. I love how she just calls her on it. Well, because like earlier Ella was talking about how similar Maggie and her daughter were. So I just wonder if she just like is used to that or something, you know, but like, I love how she's just like, she just calls her bullshit. I love it. It's so good. Yep. Maggie says she wants like three grand or something to go to New New York, York, I guess, for some other audition she wants to act. And Maggie says like the whatever center, community center. I don't know. I don't know what kind of like little nursing center is, but they're hiring and she's like, whatever. If you work there, I will match what you make. And then she goes, why would you do that? And she goes, because I'm your grandmother. And it's very And this is when I'm crying. So. Yep. (sighs) Literally. fucking um, disaster in this movie. Dude. I just want to talk about Rose and Simon because I just like love how they fall in talk love so hard. <gasps> and I love how like so they have their like so fat. It's like a two month relationship. I know. But like I love how he's like he's really strong up front. And then he's like, OK, if you want to do this again, you call me like what a power move. And then I love yeah. how she just like follows up and they see like a sports game together. And then they it's like so cute hang out and drink red wine and read erotic fiction, which I was like, I love this so much. Yeah, like, like I'm in. Yeah, same. I'm and then in. like he's I think he's so hot. Me too. He's so like, I don't know, like he just looks like an intellectual and I'm just like, I can't. Like it's mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Okay. And then the next part. Are you gonna I, talk I, about when they so and then they like start making out on the couch and she reached I just oh, love this part. I've always lamp. loved this part. Yeah. They she reaches over to like turn the lights off, you know, as you mm-hmm. do. But then he stops and he like looks at her very intently. And he reaches over and he turns the light back on. And he doesn't say anything. But you know, like she just like feels beautiful. She just like finally feels like someone's like seeing her as someone who's worthy and beautiful. And it's just well, like, and he's I'm, like, like don't turn up the, thinking about it. I know. He's like, don't turn the light off. I want to look at you. It's like, yeah, ugh. it's just so lovely. Oh, it's so good. Anyway, he's the best. The next scene I also fucking love because yes. Maggie is coming home from work yep. at night and she comes in to find Ella and her friends like Lewis and Ethel. Her name is Ethel something. Ethel. Ethel Beavers. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ethel is what I'm finding in this Wikipedia article. So I'm just going to go for it. So Obsessed. Ethel and Lewis are there. They're literally watching Sex and the City and drinking Cosmopolitans. And it's everything to me. It's, it's so great. Do you know what episode it is? 
Um, it's the one I do, but tell, but you do more. No, I mean I'm like I'm such a I'm such a freak. I know. Of course, I know what it is. No, it's when she dates um a guy who wants to have anal sex, and then they have that oh, whole conversation right. in the back of the cab where they're like up the butt or whatever. And like, oh, that's the one where they go pick everyone up. Yes, in the cab. I love that episode. I love that. Um, so it's very sweet initially. Like, um. Well, first, Maggie rejects the drink, which is interesting. Yes. You haven't seen her like in a couple scenes now. You've seen Ella like with a glass of wine or like whatever. And like Maggie hasn't been drinking and she hasn't been talking about it and hasn't been. Right. Also, you know, it's very subtle, but she doesn't take a drink. But she is just like, I love this episode. And she just yeah. starts like chatting with them about it and sits down. And it's like super sweet. Lewis gives Ella a little like kiss on the cheek. I think it's on oh the my cheek, God. right? Goodbye. It's so fucking cute. It's so and cute. After the friends leave, they're cleaning up, and Maggie and Ella have this great conversation about sex. And like Maggie is just yeah. like trying to, you know, just talking about it. And Ella's like, "Well, I've never talked about it with anyone." And she's like, "She's like, that's like you're missing out on one of the world's best conversations." And then you know, Ella goes, "Well, I never had a sister." And like, who did you tell when you first had sex? And then Maggie was like, I told Rose. And it's like, oh my God. It's just when like this, this sisterhood is so beautiful. Cause like, yeah, there's just so much love. So much. It's just so good. And then I also said, am I in love with Cameron Diaz as like a side note? Cause I think I am. I I mean, I have been forever. I am. So that like transitions them to talking about her relationship with Rose and kind of what's going on. She's still, I don't know. She's little by little, like revealing more, but yeah, I think this is when Ella starts talking about wanting Rose to come and visit. Yes, so. exactly. So anyway, um, Maggie is, I don't actually know if we've talked about this yet. I don't know if it's come up and I just missed it, but so uh, while Maggie is working at this place, she meets this older patient. No, that's right. You're right on, you're right on schedule. It's like the next part. I'm not sure if she, if we ever know his name. I I think she says it once and I I don't remember it. Either way, he's blind. He's very sweet. He is an old professor, an old professor. And he keeps talking about his old nurse, Corinne, who used to read to him. And she you know, is just at first like, oh, like, you know, like you should just wait for a current to come back. Like she'll be better at that. I just, you know, I won't be any good, blah, blah, blah. And he just keeps pressing her, pressing her on doing it. He's, and he's super, super encouraging. And, um, she goes when she sits down and finally breaks down to start and she goes, I'm kind of a slow reader. And he goes, well, that's good because I'm a slow listener. I'm crying right now. I'm actually like and tearing up. She, <laughs> she super slowly gets through the poem. It's so beautiful. She just, you know, hangs on every word and he absorbs every single word. And while she's reading, it's flashing to Rose, mm-hmm. who's just living her best life, much to Maggie's unknowledge, no knowledge. Right. And you see Rose um, or you see Simon propose during this time. So it's just Um, all of these, all of the life things are happening while she's reading this poem. We're going to just have to just take a minute to talk about if someone ever fucking put my engagement ring on a shrimp tail. (laughs) We're done. 
I know that's such a trendy thing to do in movies to like put it in champagne or like like don't make my ring sticky, please. Right, like don't put it please and in thank you. a food. I don't know. No. No, no, no. No. I literally but beside was the point. Sorry. Besides, I just can't, go ahead. I just can't. I hate fucking shrimp. It's disgusting. <laughs> no, and I just said vile. Like it is. It made me have like oh, a yeah. visceral reaction. It's truly vile. It makes a sweet moment not sweet. But it, I'm obsessed with them. I so mean, it's I'm still so sweet. happy for them. Like love that for them. And like, I love. I just love, love that. that they have all these big moments at the Jamaican restaurant too. I know. I so so cute. same. So when Maggie's done reading after this whole little you know montage scene. Of where they are in their very separate lives right now. He is just full on professor. And he goes, okay, mm-hmm. what does it mean? She like closes so the book good. and she goes, very good. And he goes, okay, what does it mean? And she slowly kind of analyzes this poem and gets to the bottom of it and, and talks about what it's about. And, and when she finishes, he just goes, smart girl. And the smile comes across her face. And like, you can tell it's like, she's never heard that before. I know it's she's never felt confident in that space when she's finding it in such an unlikely person totally he handles it so I just like I don't know teaching is so beautiful and like yeah I don't know there's such vulnerability in it and I love when he just like keeps pushing but in like a really gentle way like it's so gentle and then it's so beautiful that the poem is about lost love and lost friendships and it's about her sister yeah Oh my God, I can't. So then we're like back, like getting a dose of reality. And Rose and Simon are getting both of their parents together to meet post engagement. (laughs) And it's like, I can tell it's just like a very triggering time for Rose. She's not okay. And she doesn't have, she doesn't have Maggie to help her. She doesn't doesn't have have her her buffer. Yeah. And quite frankly, I mean, Maggie's always given her parents or her stepmom, like, more to complain about. So I'm sure just Rose isn't used to that kind of spotlight anyway, just because of Maggie's existence. Exactly. So you also learned during that scene, though, that their dad has absolutely no idea that Maggie's been gone. Oh, and it's also apparent that Rose has not told Simon a goddamn thing about Maggie. Yeah, nothing. Nothing. So anyway, that's kind of all you see. I guess the dinner goes fine. I don't know if... Is there? I don't think there's much more in that scene. I mean, Sidel anyway, is like the worst, but like classic. Yeah, she like sucks. So Ella like really, really wants Maggie to invite Rose down there. And she like doesn't want to. And she starts digging and like Maggie's just being really immature about everything and really just like won't talk about it. She won't just like yeah. talk about it. Um, and Ella just finally gives her like kind of a reality check and tells her to grow up. And it's just like, yeah, it's just kind of like a turning point where Maggie is just kind of like, I need to like stop being such like a bitch and just right. like, just grow up. So anyway, they start sharing stories at the, they're just sitting at the kitchen table. They start sharing stories and she yeah. um, shares this one about when she like Ella asks her what Caroline was like as a mother. Yeah. As their mother. And um, Maggie's just kind of saying she was like fun and whimsical and unpredictable and tells the story about one time she opened her lunchbox and there was a tiara there instead of a sandwich. And it's just like, it's so simple, but so beautiful. I just like can't. 
No, I love it. I love like those memories and we'll get to this a little bit later, but it's so, it comes into play that it's so apparent that Maggie is the younger sibling and Rose is the older sibling and even more ways when you learn more about like the mother, you know, you know, all that stuff. Yes, absolutely. Um, so then you fly, you flash back and like Sidel is throwing Rose a bridal shower, which is like truly her worst nightmare. This was a triggering scene for me. I get um, it. In multiple ways. One, I've yeah. been to a 1000 bridal showers and also like being a bride and having someone who doesn't like you throw a bridal shower. I mean, I didn't have that experience <laughs> at all. My, I had two. I'm, I'm so, I'm so sure I'm so <laughs> fortunate. LOL. No, but, um, I can't imagine having somebody like that who's so passive aggressive and awful do yeah. something for me. Um, it's awful. I love that you were all black. I was like, same. Yeah, no, I like <laughs> loved that. It's so it's just kind of like awful from the start. Luckily, she has her like best day. She has Dr. Han there with her. Dr. Han's there. But during this fucking shower, Sidel puts together this awful slideshow that's like supposed to be funny, but it's just so like mean. it's so mean and it's it's just awful and it's like um, making fun of Matt, her weight and stuff yeah. i mean it's just it's horrible rose just totally breaks down she leaves she goes to the kitchen she's like freaking out sadelle comes in and like tries to yell at her and she grabs a knife and she says get away from me my favorite <laughs> honestly, part of the movie like good job i like, mean yeah I, that i'm here for is, that that woman is the worst so back in Florida, Maggie's like at the pool and Ella kind of goes like lightly peeking in Maggie's bag and she sees some crumpled up notes and sees that like Maggie has been trying to write to Rose, but just can't get the words out. And even more like just confirming that there's more to this like story and feud and fight that's yeah. like Maggie's just not ready to like yeah. express yet while she like the next scene she like runs into Ethel I guess we've learned is her name who like fell asleep on like the oh my sidewalk God. or whatever she was like going to the mall which is hilarious I love it and she's taking her back to her house and she's asking like what she was shopping for what she need and she's Ethel saying her son's finally getting married and needed like a pantsuit and whatever and she asked like what her favorite thing she was that she ever wore. And it's just this cute conversation about like fashion and what makes women feel good. And then she's like, give me your credit card. And she's going to yeah. go shop for this woman. And she like, I think it's the first thing that she's ever thought of. Like, oh, I could do this. Mm-hmm. I could do this for people. This is something I could do. Then we're like back in Philly and Simon's coming home and he's bringing in the mail and he pops it down and you see that. Oh, because also when Ella was snooping through Maggie's bag, she saw her little address book and got Rose's address, wrote her a letter. Yeah. You see the address, you see the letter arrive. Um, Rose doesn't see it. They're like running late to this wedding together. Like, all through this, Rose was so happy while they were dating and when they got engaged and then like reality set in and you've just it's just been darker and darker and darker for well, Rose. She doesn't she knows that like she hasn't told her sister she's engaged. It's really sad. Right. She feels horrible yeah, about it. And she can't get over cloud. it. Yeah. Also, they're going to a wedding by someone someone named Lopi. Lopi. I mean, like case closed. <laughs> so like no lawyer pun intended, but you know, there it is. <laughs> so so i guess this is like a fucking work associate because rose runs into the hookup this is Jim. his first mention this is the first mention of jim by name in my notes is right here 
runs into him at a wedding. Oh, also, we like she wears the shoes. She grabs shoes while she's like walk out the door. And it's the shoes that Maggie was wearing when she was job hunting that day. And the heels broken. I don't know. This movie's so good with how they weave so things good. in from yes. like the whole. It's just so great. Yes. Um. So her heels broken. So she's already in just like a terrible fucking mood. She's going to the wedding of someone named Lopi. She doesn't want to fucking be there. No. Um. Simon's like, no one's going to notice your shoes. And then the bride like mentions her shoes and like the fucking welcome line or whatever people do. I mean, to, honestly, like, like everybody. Very unrealistic. As a bride, yes. you're never going to see that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Anyway, she's sitting in this side room and Jim wanders in and they start talking and he like apologizes. And it's like she kind of like opens up to him. Like finally, it's like just kind of an outsider and she's more comfortable at this yeah. point, an outsider. And she's just more comfortable talking to that, to him, someone who's detached more from totally. the situation. Yeah. And then you see Simon in the doorway and he Poor gets upset Lou. for good reason, like for oh totally my God, valid so reason. He's just like, what? Well, he's like, I've been waiting for you to open up to me for months. Like, where are you? And then I walk in. It's just like, it's just. It no, it's so heart. valid. It's like, I would be so yeah. mad. My God. She is so guarded and he is trying to be respectful, but he wants to break through so bad. And he's dropping her off and he's like, I won't marry you like this. And it's not like, and I'm breaking up with you, but it's like. Right. Let me get your shit together and let me in. Right. And then, or like goodbye. Or bye. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Maggie shares with then we're like back in Florida. Maggie shares with Ella about her idea to start personal shopping and Ella <laughs> agrees to like help her with money stuff and scheduling stuff. And it's just so like, cute. So fucking sweet. And Rose then also finally opens the letter from Ella. She finally sees it. And um, she goes to find her dad and she's like, what the fuck? Sadal keeps trying to like Sadal's like um, get out <laughs> interrupt and like she's just like shut the fuck up and finally everyone's like get out of this conversation like I know. this is not your place it's the best my god so Rose like finally gets her dad to open up about Ella and he says that he thinks that Ella has always thought it was his fault that Caroline died and it's all just like it's all family, like, miscommunication, lack of communication, lots exactly. of baggage, like, lots of emotional stuff, of course, but it's just, uh, it's just, like, so much miscommunication. There's this, like, sweet little scene then where Maggie's booking, or excuse me, when Ella's booking Maggie's, like, personal Ugh. shopping schedule, she's just, I like, know. everyone's, like, loving it, which is, like, so cute, and Lewis comes up and asks her to the tea dance. The tea <laughs> dance. I know, and I love when he says, I'll pick you up at four. I was like, I, I missed that part. <laughs> I'm obsessed. He's like so suave. I love him so much. And then she like, and then she puts herself on Maggie's list, which I thought was also super cute. Pretty awesome. Um, and then Rose shows up in Florida. She like shows up much to Maggie's surprise. Maggie opens the door and she's like, what the fuck are you doing here? And Rose is like, what the fuck are you doing here? It's so and, good. Yeah. Everyone is still super resentful. She finds out Mackie like hasn't been drinking, but just kind of doesn't buy it. And everyone's just still. Yeah. Better. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot all at once. Mm-hmm. Maggie also finds out she's engaged when Ella comes oh home God. and like I'd they finally. So- oh, my God. Oh my God. Like, so Ella comes home and sees Rose and like, I, I don't know. I wasn't like a super jealous sister, but just in, I can totally put myself in, Maggie's shoes of this grandma who was like 
yours when you feel like no one's ever been in your corner. And then she's so excited to see Rose. And Maggie is like so deflated because totally. Rose was always the better one. She's always better. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's just such a real moment where she's just like resenting her sister even more for just being like a Herself. human being. Totally. Just being there. Right. So, of course, they have to share a bed, which is perfect. Um, I, that's my favorite part. When she when like, and it's also like the smallest bed I've ever seen. I know. It's like definitely like a double bed. Yes, it is so small. And I just like, I love that like feeling of like, I'm not going to turn around. Like, I'm not going to, oh my God. And I'm going to go to sleep yeah. angry. And you're like wide awake. And you know, it's stupid. Yep. And you know, she's like excited. You know, they've missed each other too. Yeah. But they right. can't, they're not there yet. They they're, can't, not there. they're not there yet. They're not there yet. Maggie is trying to ask questions and she's trying to like open up. And she just says the sweet thing. She's like, I don't expect you to forgive me, Rose, but I am sorry is what she says. And yeah, it's like, yeah, sometimes that's all you can say to your loved ones, you know? And it's like, yeah, you know, anyway. So the next day, Maggie kind of takes Rose on a tour <laughs> of the whole place. It's, an, it's incredible. She sees, she sees that Maggie is living like a very normal and like great life here. It's like very sweet. She's like, not drinking, not partying, just like she's made friends with everyone. She's like, yeah, people like respect her and enjoy her and don't like say like, oh, shit, Maggie's here when she walks in, which is like not something that Rose is used to. Right. I don't think. And they come home and Ella is going through old pictures, um, like old photo albums. And she's like, I think you girls would want to see this. And they start just sharing stories and learning about a bunch of stuff and through this is kind of what you're referencing earlier. Maggie learns about like all the bad stuff that she yeah. was shielded from. Yep. And they, we learned the whole story of honey bun, the dog that I mentioned earlier when, which we also learned was two days before their mom um, took her own life. And they had, you know, during, you know, what seemed to be kind of like a manic episode and, um, pulled them out of school, took them to the city to sell fudge to Lord and Taylor and said each girl could get one thing. And Rose asked for a book and Maggie asked for a puppy and they got a puppy named Honeybun and they took him home. And that's the you know, that's the story. And I guess their dad got so mad and they that's when Maggie learns that there was a huge fight. And she was like, there was a, I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. Rose is like, yeah, they had me put you up in your room with a record player on. And right. I don't know. There's Ugh. just big sisters. Big sisters protect. They're such protectors of little sisters way more than anyone ever talks about because they and even when no one asks them to. It's like know, an like, innate I think, thing in your blood. Yeah, I, I think you feel like I mean, not that I don't, but I, I just I don't know. I know that you've always felt that like. I'm not a violent person, but I would literally, if some, I would like punch someone in the face. I actually wrote about this too. I said, you know, she's, she's just, Rose is such a big sister like that. Just trying to shield. And you know what I was thinking about? I was thinking about aunt Kath in this scenario, how she always cared for dad and Jim so much. Yeah. So fiercely. 
And I wonder, I know dad and Jim probably don't remember, and I don't even know if Kath would really be able to talk about it, but I think there's a reason that they don't really remember their dad's death as well. I just think Kath mm. had something to do with it. I just We should I get Kath on the pod. Oh my just god, that herself. Would, I would love that because I just feel like that would be she, so fun. I feel like she shielded them from a yeah. lot. I really just have yeah. a feeling because I know her and I know her, yeah. you know, she's a protective person yeah. anyway. No, but it's great because this like leads to their family reconciliation. Like this yeah. leads to like their sister. They finally move on. Yes. There's the scene in the bathroom. They're mm-hmm. getting ready for bed or whatever. Exactly. And they're talking everything through and Maggie's like, I can't believe you didn't tell me you were engaged and all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And Maggie also learns in this bathroom scene um, that her she's like, mom didn't mom's car accident wasn't an accident. And it's just it's so intense. Oh, my God. They but also when she's talking about the engagement, then Rose is like. Tells Maggie she's not engaged anymore and she just couldn't take off the ring. And she's like, I just love how it feels and blah, blah, blah. Mm. So then Maggie starts scheming with all of the old ladies to obsess, get Simon down there. And it's just like, it's just amazing. It's it is amazing. One scene, though, I don't know if we've talked about it. Has it happened yet where she goes in and the professor has passed away? Um, It is about to happen. It's my next bullet. Oh, good. Okay. Next scene. Yeah. 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 So she, the net like flashes to Maggie who's going to work and she is like walking into the professor's room and she's just like, she's so confident. She's like, what are we going to read today? A little blah, blah, blah. Like a little, she names a couple authors and she sees his like made bed and a box of stuff and oh God. And then this young guy comes in and he's like reading the chart and she like asks if he's been moved and. And he says, no, he had passed this morning and that um, he wasn't a doctor there. And but whatever. And then she goes, oh, you're his grandson, the doctor. And then um, he asks who she is. And she's like, oh, I'm no one. You know, I used to read to him is what she said. And he Mm. goes, oh, you're Maggie. I am. I'm about to cry. I'm about to cry. I'm crying right now. Like Um, this scene undoes me. She just thinks so little of herself. In every way besides, like, sexually. She is, like, a sexual commodity. That's all she's ever been good at. Right. And she, this old man has finally made her feel, like, worthy and he's gone. And she realizes that she made an impression. That's so amazing. Yeah. Enough to tell. And then, like, she goes, oh, he talked about me. And he goes, like, just a little, like, sarcastically, like. It's so good. He was very, he was very smitten. Yeah. And it's just, like. Oh, God, it's just such a heart wrenching little that storyline really gets me because me too. Well, you'll find out, you know, how full circle it is in just a few minutes. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) So then flash forward, we're at the tea dance. The um, you know it looks like such a vibe night, a night to remember like, it does look like a vibe okay. Cameron Diaz's dress is incredible my favorite incredible her boobs like I'm sorry whoa like un- unreal 
And it's just nice because like she and Rose are finally good and they're like standing yeah. on the sidelines of the dance floor and they're watching everyone dance. They're watching Ella and Lewis dance and they see Lewis kiss Ella like for realsies. And it's like it's so cute. Absolutely incredible. And then right after that happens, Rose turns around and you see Simon walking up because what I didn't mention is while Maggie was scheming with the old ladies, they were trying to think of what they could tell Simon. And the last thing you hear is someone telling Maggie to tell Simon that she's pregnant. <laughs> so like so extreme. <laughs> so extreme. So Simon obviously comes down and Rose sees him and is like, what are you doing here? And then they go and they're, you know, they like have their this conversation and, He's like, so you're not pregnant? And she's like, no, I'm not, blah, blah, blah. And she's just, like, talking about how you can just tell that this is, I mean, I hate to say, like, a play, like, her sister is, like, a place where she is embarrassed, but it it has been, I think, until this point. I think she's, yes. like, changing that narrative, but I think yes. she's been very embarrassed, and she was. And she just didn't want to talk about it, but then, oh, my God, this, what just, like, tears my fucking heart out in this scene is when... She's just talking about it and she's just like, but without her, I don't make sense. I can't. And that is I what like, can't handle it. That is what strong sisterhoods are. Yes. Like in our in our good times and bad, like it didn't matter because that's that's <laughs> what that's what it means. I'm going to start bawling. <laughs> I mean, yeah. No, I mean, like yes. that's why this movie's so good, because like the stuff they say, I'm like. That is literally what it is. Like you do not exist without your sister. I mean, it's just like, it's, it, it blows my mind how perfectly they capture it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, and I love that. I love that Maggie is how they get back together. Like it's another cool Mm -hmm. full circle thing, you know, like how it's a really cool growth moment for her. And just such good redemption because she fucked up what yeah. Rose thought could be such a great relationship. But it, he was just with like a complete meathead who was obviously just like a piece totally. of shit. Totally. Oh, my God. And also, like, while this is happening, like, while they're having this conversation, you see, like, Mackie and all the old ladies, like, pressed up against the glass. And oh my it's God. just like, it's so cute. The, like, the, like, gossip drama element in this movie Obsessed. is just amazing. So, um, as Rose and Simon are like packing up to leave, obviously like the wedding's back on, everyone's like happy and joyful. And Ella's like saying like, you better come back and says it to Simon as well. Like you better come back too. So sweet. And, um, Maggie just says like, you know, I want to help with the wedding dress. She's like, let me, she's like, leave that for me. And, you know, Rose kind of reverts back to, oh, she's like, oh, you're going to have me in some like hoochie mama something. And she's like very trusting and she was like no i'm good at this and it's I just know, like it's so sweet it's just like it's it's maggie saying like rose i've grown up like let me show yeah, you like, let me that right. i've grown up totally like, let me show you totally what i've learned you know so then we flash forward and it's it's wedding time or rehearsal dinner day i guess and ella and lewis show up i also notice in most of these times i wrote louise <laughs> i'm obsessed i'm obsessed just like ella louise oh my gosh yeah also when i wrote ella and lewis it's basically <laughs> ella louise <laughs> i love that i love that for um, us so ella and lewis show up and the wedding uh, is at the jerk hut at the jamaican 
place, which is just like so fucking it's fun. It's awesome. Like, Me too. Yeah. Um, I love and it. when they walk in, like the first person Ella sees is Michael, their dad standing yeah. there. Um, it's like emotional. It's tense. Obviously, like I would assume that they've probably shared with Michael about their time with Ella and all that. Like they want to mend fences, but you know, we'll get there. It's a little tense at first, but it's, but it's good. Moving right along. They like do the rehearsal thing. Ella gives, um, Rose these like beautiful shoes to borrow at the wedding and they're gorgeous they're the shoes that she wore at her wedding and it's just also like, like sweet does everybody in this movie like have the same shoe size because it's apparently little... <laughs> so apparently so i mean i love that for this family i love it i think it's right. great i, I think mean it's the great. sisters make the sisters make more sense than than them because i feel like old people always had small feet that's true <laughs> it's such a weird comment <laughs> So then it's like wedding day or no, it's not actually wedding day yet because right before that, Ella and Michael like finally apologize to each other. They finally like, it's really you know, lovely fences and it's very sweet. And mm-hmm. it's like, they're just showing their appreciation because like they can have each of their roles are different for these girls and they both should be different and appreciated for what they are. And like, they're finally realizing that like they serve different purposes. Absolutely. People. Absolutely. So, uh, we're at the wedding. Um, I'm a fucking mess. I'm I'm a fucking disaster. I'm sobbing, literally sobbing my fucking eyes out. From the minute it begins. I love how intimate Um, it is. It's so perfect. Yeah. I, I love, I, I would never wear her dress. It's not my style, but it is so perfect. And you know, it's also yeah. not Maggie's style, but she, she killed it. She killed it. So they walked down to this very like cute little like Jamaican flair um, wedding march, like obsessed. Um, and then Maggie or the officiant says like, okay, it's time for like the first reading, which is obviously a surprise. And um, Maggie says like, you know, Rose usually hates when I surprise her but I wanted to do this for her. And she reads this poem. Should I read it? Uh, is yeah. It too much? No, let's do it. I'm going to cry. I'm going to read it. Okay. I just pulled it up. Here we go. So this is one of my favorite things to ever happen in any movie of all time ever. Same. Like true. Like that sounds very exaggeratory. If that's a word exaggerated, but like exactly. I'm being so honest. So no, me too. With all of her reading struggles, with all of their sister struggles, everything Maggie just, does this reading of this poem and she's says it's I carry your heart by E.E. E. Cummings. So I'm going to read it in a little poetry moment, poetry corner on the red wine sisterhood. <laughs> wow. Take, Buc- take a sip of wine. Buckle up. <laughs> Should we snap? <laughs> Absolutely not. Never. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> I carry your heart with me. I carry it in my heart. I am never without it anywhere I go. You go, my dear. And whatever is done by only me is your doing, my darling. I fear no fate for you are my fate, my sweet. I want no world for beautiful. You are my world, my true. And it's you and it's you are whatever a moon has always meant. And whatever a sun will always sing is you. Here is the deepest secret nobody knows. Here is the root of the root and the bud of the bud and the sky of the sky of a tree called life, which grows higher than the soul can hope or a mind can hide. And this is the wonder that's keeping the stars apart. I carry your heart. I carry it in my heart. 
And then she reads that. <laughs> and it's like a mess. I held in all my tears during, like, while I was you reading that. You did a that. great job. And I'm over here. I'm a disaster. My my bullet points are the poem. I'm not alive. I'm truly sobbing. Um, I carry you yeah. in my heart is like the most perfect way to say mm-hmm. that you love someone so deeply. Like literally, yep. like it's like, yeah, I don't know how else you could say it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got it. I'm like getting really emotional. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like a mess. I will. I'll talk. Um, so it's super emotional. You can tell that she's so moved um, as all of us are in the audience. And then there's just oh, look at your girl. Good her. I know she's she's like growling at me right now. She's growling and wagging her I tail. Mean, she's she's doing like her like little grunts. She's like, mm. oh my gosh, no. Um, but it looks like so fun. Like everyone's like having a good time, and this last part, you know, they're getting ready. They're doing the traditional like honeymoon send off. Like I didn't do this at my wedding, but like a lot of people do this, and you know, she's getting all ready and like, um, Maggie's like, I'll hold on to the shoes for you. And she's like, no, like you're, you're going to take yeah. them, whatever. And it's just like a yeah. funny callback. And then she's like, well, you know, like Simon's kind of hot. And then she's like, Oh, too soon. <laughs> like, too soon. And then like, she laughs and it's so great, but like, it's so beautiful. Like, um, okay. I can do this without crying. Um, when she says goodbye to her at the, when they're in the car, like at the car, and I said, she's like the last person there. I was like, this is me at your wedding, not letting go, <laughs> like dragging behind the car. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it's just so like they are each other's person. And like, yes, Rose. I mean, listen, like I love my husband. He's my partner. Love him. But like no one is my sister. And like they have yeah. that same thing. You yeah, know? like despite all of the like crazy circumstances in this movie, the sisterhood feels like and obviously they I think they they fight like a lot more than we do. They have a lot more to disagree a about lot of stuff. Yeah. But like their sisterhood feels the most like ours. You know what I mean? Yes, Kinda? I totally do. I totally do. I mean, yeah. like they have crazy circumstances and we don't act that way. But the way they fiercely love like no matter what that's what it reminds me of and like their closeness and like they're just sort of like accepting each other for who they are but like having those crazy fights screaming but then totally being okay the next you know the next moment it just reminds me of totally reminds me of you and me yeah me too it's so great well anyway if anyone did listen to this and hasn't seen this which we just spoiled it for you yeah, like go watch it. Literally go watch so it. It's so good. beautiful. I seriously am going to read the book, I think, because I think it'd be so yeah, interesting. Let's do it to together. See. It'd be so fun. And um cheers to um Cheers to sisters and cheers to shoes. Yes, and cheers to Ella Louise. <laughs> Ella Louise. That's right. <laughs> cheers. 